Hi, I'm Leanne Finley-Maxwell with Panther City Partners. I'm a personal development coach focused on people going through life's transitions. What that means is I help people navigate when their changes happen in their life, whether it's going off to college, graduating from college and stepping out into the real world, or as parents navigating the loss of those kids moving on with their lives. I This is a storytelling podcast where I want to bring in people to talk about those life's transitions and focus on their Fort Worth connections. Today, I'm going to talk about me and I'm going to give you a little bit of snippets of some of the transitions that I've been through in my life and how that has helped me grow as a person so that I can navigate the next transition easily, but also how I can help those around me as they navigate life's transitions. Everyone has a story to tell, and this podcast gives people the chance to tell their stories. Remember, the only constant is change, but you don't have to go it alone. Panther City Partners is here to help. Today, I want to tell you all about some of the transitions that I have gone through in my life. So where to begin? I grew up just south of Fort Worth in Burleson. And at that time, Burleson was a sleepy little town. It had about 25,000 people in it, which was pretty small back then. It did not have restaurants or movie theaters or things to do and places to go. So we were really connected to Fort Worth at that time because Fort Worth was where we came to have fun. Um, We played church league softball up here. We came to the movies up here. Excuse me. We came to restaurants in Fort Worth. So I've always had this really strong connection to Fort Worth. And I've really gotten the chance to see Fort, Gro- Fort Worth grow and transition and change over time. So that's been a really exciting part of what I've done in my life is to see Fort Worth grow. For me, starting out in the sleepy town of Burleson, as it was at the time, my life was pretty great. My parents were pretty awesome. I have an older brother and a younger sister. And while we had our rocky times, we got along pretty well. And we're still good friends today. My first real introduction to transition was when in the summer of my, right after second grade, we realized that they were opening a brand new elementary school in Burleson. And we would be in the attendance zone for that elementary school. So at the time, Burleson had one high school one middle school, and four elementaries. And if anyone's been to Burleson, you know that that is not the case anymore. But at that time, they were opening this brand new, what would be their fifth elementary, and I was going to have to go there. So my sister and I geared up to go to this new school. And I remember at the time being really scared for a couple of different reasons. One was it was just a new big place that I had no familiarity with. So my mom, in her infinite wisdom as a school teacher, said, hey, Leanne, my sister Natalie, let's go to the school before school starts so that you can meet your teachers and learn your way around the school. At the time, I wasn't too thrilled about spending one of my summer days going up to my new elementary school to check it out, but it turned out to be a really, really great way for me to transition to that new elementary school. My sister and I got the chance to meet our teachers. We learned where the gym was and the cafeteria and where all the classrooms were. And so that really helped calm my concerns about that first day of school. But the other thing it helped me do was talk to the teacher about my name. Now, my name has not always been Leanne Finley Maxwell. When I was born, my parents named me Jennifer Leanne Finley. 
and then promptly stopped calling me Jennifer and only ever called me by Leanne, which is great. I love my name. I have always liked the name Leanne, except when you are telling a teacher that you don't go by your first name, you go by your middle name. And not only do you go by your middle name, but it is the most obscure spelling of Leanne that you could possibly come up with. So I was really nervous about telling my new third grade teacher at this new school who I had never met before that my name was not actually Jennifer, it was Leanne, and that's what I preferred to be called. I had encountered this with several substitutes. Now, this may seem trivial, but at the time in the 80s when I was in elementary school, teachers didn't ask nor really care what you wanted to be called. They just called you the name that was on the attendance roster. And so every time a sub came in, they would call out the name, Jennifer, Jennifer, and I would sit in the back and not respond because that was not my name. So getting the opportunity to go and talk to this teacher before school even started really helped calm my concerns about that transition. Now, my mom was really great because even though I was only about nine, she did not step in and tell the teacher about my name. She just was there for moral support so that I could tell the teacher about my name. So this gave me an opportunity at a really young age to learn how to speak for myself, learn how to stand up for myself, and learn how to explain myself to adults, which can be a really difficult thing to learn. So my mom stood there and she helped me make this transition and talk to this teacher. While she didn't do the talking, she did support me in that transition. So I want to say thanks, mom. She's great. And she continues to help me and support me through my transitions in life. And I really appreciate that. But if she hadn't gone with me that first day, if we hadn't gone to that school before school started, if we hadn't found all the places in the school, found the playground, if we hadn't talked to that teacher, that transition might not have gone as smoothly as it did. Other thing that was so great about that transition was the fact that Everybody in the entire school was brand new. It was the first year that school opened, and it had everyone from kindergartners all the way to sixth graders, because at that time, sixth grade was still at the elementary school. All of the teachers, all of the administrative staff, all of the, the um, lunch ladies, all of the hall monitors, everybody was brand new to that school. So that made that transition a lot easier. Even at the time, I remember thinking, I'm not alone here. Everybody is going through this at the same time. And when you realize that you're not alone in a transition, that can be a really, really comforting notion. And it can really help allay some of those fears that you have. So having that support of family and friends, but also knowing that you're not the only one who's going through this type of transition can really be valuable. As we progressed through elementary school and into middle school, I again was faced with this challenge of transitioning to a new school. So my elementary school years went pretty well. I have a couple of other stories I'll tell you all about at another time about transitions. But for the most part, elementary was great. Um, then it came time to go to middle school. Well, in middle school, all of the five elementary schools converged on one middle school in my small town. and. I was nervous about going to this new school. I had kind of found my niche and my group at elementary school. Now, I was not by any means one of the most popular kids, but I also, I did have friends. I had a very close group of friends, but I knew that as we transitioned to middle school, that group of friends had friends from other schools and that some of those friends would 
probably never gravitate more to their older friends, the friends they'd had longer than they'd had me. So I was pretty concerned about going to this new school again, another new school in four years and having to find friends again. So I have a distinct memory on the very first day of school. Now, let me just set the scene for you. I was joining the band because that was important in my family for me to have some kind of musical background. And so I joined the band and I joined the percussion section, which was awesome. Except for the instrument that you had to take home with you. Now, the instrument that you take home as a percussion player was this enormous box. It was like a, the, the thickness of a briefcase maybe, but it was about three times as long as your average briefcase, briefcase and it was heavy and it did not fit in my little half-size locker. So I was not something like a flute that I could easily tuck into my backpack and kind of hide. No, I had this suitcase that I was carrying to and from school. I later found out that I did not have to bring it to school with me. But that first day, I didn't know. I was brand new to middle school. So I brought the entire big case with me. Now, I'm one of three kids, as I mentioned. And so, and my mom taught at the high school. So getting ready in the morning at our house was controlled chaos, to say the least. And what my mom did was she would drop off my sister at the elementary school, run to our friend Sarah's house, pick up Sarah to take her to the high school with her, and then drop me off at the middle school before she raced across town to get to the only high school. Now, like I said, Burleson wasn't that big at the time, so it wasn't that far to go, but it was still a pretty frazzled first day of school morning. So, we get in the car. My brother's going to drive himself. My sister and I get in the car with my mom. We race to the elementary school. She dropped my sister off. Then we race to Sarah's house and we pick up Sarah. And then we race to the middle school. And my mom pulls up and she opens the car door and she says, get out, Leanne. And I just look at her. Get out, Leanne. And I just look at her as tears well up in my eyes. And finally, she says, Leanne, you have to get out of this car because I have to get to work. So get out now. And now as a mom, I think she was trying so hard to be loving and empathetic in that moment because she wanted to be there for me as a mom. But she had no time for that business. So I grabbed my backpack. I grabbed my suitcase of an instrument. And with tears streaming down my face, my kids on, my little skirt a pencil skirt and my button up flowered shirt. I walked into that school. <sighs> Fortunately, I immediately saw some friends. I saw some friends, not just from the elementary school that I had just attended, but I found friends that I had met at my previous elementary school. So here I was so nervous about walking into this new school thinking I didn't know anyone and I had friends from two different schools that I would meet there. I also had friends from my basketball team that I had been on, my soccer teams that I had been on, the church that I had attended. So I came into this room thinking, oh my gosh, I'm terrified to be alone. And I walk into this room full of people who either know me or recognize me and start to say my name. And oh, the feeling when somebody says your name when you are nervous, hey, Leanne, over here. That was priceless. The other nice thing about going to that middle school is that several years previously, while I was in elementary school, my dad had been an assistant principal at that school. And so I used to ride the bus from my elementary school to the middle school. 
So when I got to that school, I knew my way around that place like the back of my hand. Because when I would get there, my brother and I would go off exploring while my dad finished up whatever work he was finishing up for the afternoon. So again, here I was in this situation where I had this knowledge of the place. I knew where things were located. I knew where my locker was going to be. I knew where the cafeteria was, where the band hall was, where the gym was. So I come into this situation feeling so nervous not realizing that I had all of these resources in my head already. I had friends. I knew the lay of the land. And I also knew some of the faculty there. So that transition went much better than I ever thought that it could have gone because I already had all these things at my disposal. I just didn't realize it. And I think that that's the thing about transitions is when you first come upon a transition, they always seem scary. You know, even now as an adult and as a transition coach, I still come up to a transition and I think, wow, this is going to be scary. But what I can do now with the skills that I have is I can take a step back and remember what I have. I have resources. I have friends and family. I have knowledge. And most importantly, I have me. So when I can take that step back from a transition and realize what I have at my disposal, suddenly that transition becomes much easier. Now, I'm in my 40s. That was an elementary school, and I have gone through countless transitions since then. And each time I have had to learn that lesson over again. When I finally went off to middle when I finally left middle school and went off to high school, I had my high school, my entering high school class had an edge because that was the year that they decided to transition the middle school from a junior high, which was seventh through ninth grade to a seventh and eighth grade campus. So that means that not only were the ninth graders, the freshmen transferring up to the high school to be sophomores, but the eighth graders were coming with us. So it was awesome because I never had that high school low man on the totem pole experience because when I came there were these other kids that were younger than me that were actually the low men on the totem pole. So that was a pretty awesome transition. As I said before, another great advantage that I had was that my mom worked at that school. And so talk about knowing the lay of the land. We used to spend hours up there in the summer with my mom when she was finishing out her 11th month, 11 month contract, which is not even a thing anymore. But my sister and I would go into book rooms and closets and janitor's closets and behind the cafeteria, all these places that we really should not have been going. But when I got to high school, it was pretty awesome because I already knew the whole place. The other thing that was pretty awesome about moving to high school from one middle school to one high school was that my entire group of friends pretty much came with me. And that, without a doubt, was the best thing that I could possibly have hoped for in a transition. Because some of those friends that I have from going to school that very first seventh grade day are still my closest best friends today. And without that safety net and that security of having that group of friends, high school would have been much different for me. And I really feel for those kids who go through, who have to change schools in high school because they don't have that safety net with them. Now, high school went along pretty swimmingly. I have some stories I'll tell you about high school later, but I was one of those people who was always fine with change. When it was time for high school to end and go off to college, I'm not going to say I wasn't scared. I've already told you all that transitions do scare me, but they don't um, paralyze me. So when it was time to go to high school, I was ready. I mean, 
when it was time to go to college, I was also ready. I had grown up my entire life in Burleson. And like I said, Burleson was a sleepy little town back then. And although I had this wonderful support system and family friends and family and school friends um, and just random strangers that I thought were strangers but actually knew my family and then come in the neighborhood or in the community that were always looking out for me, I was ready to go someplace where nobody knew my name. I can't tell you how many times I went to the grocery store with my mom at 11 o'clock at night and we had to stop and talk to about seven people that she knew. And I was ready to be anonymous. It was time for me to get to be anonymous and not have this baggage of everyone knowing your family and friends as you go through life. So when it was time to go off to college, I willingly left Burleson and moved down to Austin, Texas, which is a great city and attended the University of Texas at Austin. Um, I did. There were a few friends of mine from high school who went, but they were not my closest friends. And so it gave me a real chance to get to know new people. And my high school boyfriend was going there as well. And that lasted for a little while. And so that was a nice comfort initially. But again, the nice thing about what I have to do when I go to these new transitions is two days before school, I was one of those kids that had a campus map and my class schedule on the other hand. And I walked that campus finding every single room. So I was using my resources at hand. I had that campus map. This was back before you could look it up on the computer. You actually had to go to a building, probably the library, and pick up a paper campus map. But I walked that campus for two days before classes started. I was at that bookstore buying all my books before, camp before classes started. So the first day when classes started, I again found myself in this nervous situation because I was going to be walking into classrooms that contained people I had never met. But by this time, I had learned enough about myself and learned enough about transitions that I could do the steps in advance that I could do to help alleviate some of the concern about the things I had no control over. So I bought all my books. I looked and found all my classes. I mapped out the route that I was going to walk. I literally mapped out the route that I would walk between classes so that I could get there on time because I was really nervous about being late. I'd done all of those things so that when it came time for that first morning, set that alarm, got myself showered, I got myself out the door, and I got into that classroom. It was nerve-wracking, I'm not going to lie, but it was a lot like elementary school, that moving into the third grade, because everybody in most of my classes was also brand new. We were all going through that same weird transition at the same time. We were almost adults, but not quite adults. We were getting to live on our own for the first time, but we were really kind of used to the creature comforts of home and not sure how to handle all of this newfound freedom, but also new newfound responsibility. I lived that first year and the second year in an all-girls freshman dorm which was a wonderful place for me. Now, I know that most dorms are co-ed now, and I don't have a problem with that. That's great. But living in a dorm that was primarily comprised of freshmen was huge for me because I got to be around other people who were just as scared as I was. The thing that I like to tell my clients is that you walk into a room and you may be thinking you're the only one going through what you're going through, but in that freshman girl's dorm, I knew that wasn't the case. 
all of the people in that room were brand new to that campus. Whether they had had older siblings or parents or friends who had attended that school or not, moving there and being away from your support system at home, everyone was going through that scary transition at the same time. I met some amazing girls that day and that first that first semester in college. I experienced all of the wonderful things about college. I was not a rule breaker per se. I was not some, I am still not something that most people would call a rebel, but I did some fun things that first. I remember this sounds so silly now, but my roommate and I wanted to go meet up with my boyfriend and his friend And we didn't want to have to tell all of our other friends that we were going, which seems dumb now. I don't know why we didn't want to tell them. So we snuck out of the dorm and we had to climb a fence and I ripped my pants on the fence. And I had several of these just quintessential college experiences that first semester. And I just loved college. But when I came home at Christmas and I got to be around all of my friends from home and my parents and my sister and my support system that I had grown up with, I got scared again. And I remember standing in the laundry room with my brother. I think it was the night before I was supposed to go back to school to drive back to Austin. And I was just sobbing. And, and I remember Matt asking me, what's wrong? And I just looked at him and I said, I don't want to go. And he said, what? What do you mean you don't want to go? And I said, I'm scared. I like it here. My friends are here. My, my stuff is all here. College is just, it's, it's just too big. It's just, that's, that space is too big for me. I was used to being the big fish in a small pond. And suddenly I was a minuscule fish in this huge pond. And if you'll remember, that's exactly what I wanted. But here I was at that Christmas break thinking, oh my God, that's not what I want. I want to be here instead. And I have to give my brother a lot of credit. You know, this is a guy who had actually gone to UT and had been um, uninvited from attending the school anymore. And he looked at me and he said, I know you're scared. I remember being scared too but you have to go back. He just really, really made me understand and really drove it home that if I didn't go back, I would forever be regretting. I would forever be wondering what if. What if I had finished? What if I had gone back to UT? There was no reason for me to stay home. My grades were fine. My, my My dorm room was still there. I had had no disciplinary problems. It was just my own personal insecurities that was causing me to feel like I shouldn't go back. But my brother was adamant, you have to go back. You just have to, Leanne. I know it's going to be scary, but you have to do it. So I cried a little more. I'm pretty sure he hugged me, which was a pretty big deal, you know, because older brothers are not super always very sensitive and and sweet to their younger sisters. But he did. He hugged me and he just said again, you have to go back. To this day, I say thank you to my brother when I see him, because if he had not encouraged me and practically forced me to go back, I wouldn't be where I am today. I went back. I was scared again, but it was so much easier going back after Christmas. And by the time I left at this at the end of the the spring semester, I did come home for the summer. I couldn't wait at the end of that summer to go back to school. I was so excited to get to be 
it was hard that first summer home. I don't know if those of you who've gone off for a little while and then come back to live with your parents, that is a whole different kind of transition of you've been on your own for a while and now suddenly you have to come back and deal with these people's rules and they're different rules than you're used to dealing with. Um, so I was super happy to go back after that summer. But I really, I want to, I want to point out that there are several things um, in these transitions, these transition stories that I've t- told you today that I want you to be aware of that have helped me through my transitions. And the, it's the knowledge that I really try hard to impart to the clients that I have. So first, let me tell you, I work mostly with um, students who are navigating college and then after college. But then I also work with a lot of moms who are maybe transitioning back into the workforce or parents who are navigating Um, kids, (laughs) which we'll talk a lot about kids. What I've learned in with working with those clients, but what I've really learned with working with myself is that the big takeaways are that you have to prepare, prepare. In all of these stories that I've told you today, I've let you know how I was able to prepare. Now, some transitions can come at you sideways and you may not have opportunity to prepare for them. But for the vast majority of transitions, we have the opportunity to prepare. We know that we're going to be moving. We know that we might be changing jobs or that we're thinking about changing jobs. A lot of us plan that we want to have children or we plan that we want to enter into a relationship with someone. So a lot of the transitions that we go through in our life, we have the opportunity to prepare for them. So preparation looks different for different people. For me, it was using that map and walking that whole campus and figuring out where to go. It was using the knowledge of the fact that I had had other people go through some of these transitions. The next point is, in addition to preparation, you really want to lean on your family and friends. You know, I leaned on my mom when I transitioned in that elementary school. When I went to a new school, she really helped me get through that transition. I leaned on my dad and my mom, but my dad, knowing that I had been on that campus before and I could use the skills that he taught me being there, I leaned on him when I went to middle school. When I went into high school and then I went into college, I really leaned on my brother. Now, I've left my sister out. We have leaned on each other plenty of times, which I'll share with you. But leaning on those families, family and friends, you know, going off to college, making new connections and building up a new support system was really tough at first. But I was able to do that because I had had experience with other support systems and other people to lean on. And so that made building those new connections that much easier. The final thing that I want to say about transitions at fir- those first initial transitions is that you really have to trust yourself. You have more in you than you know. Um, you have a spirit and you have a drive and a willingness to succeed that probably is immeasurable. And sometimes, some days you probably forget that it's there. I know I do. But if I take that step back before I enter into a transition and I really think about how can I prepare for this, who can I lean on, and how can I trust myself, then I am way more prepared for that transition than I possibly could be. Using the resources that you have, using these skills as you navigate into the next transition will help you tremendously. But here's the thing, is they can also help you help your friends and your family navigate transitions. So if you have a friend who is having a new baby, what can you do to help them prepare? How can they lean on you or other friends? And how can you tell them about trusting themselves? Right now, I have 
four of my college students that I've been working with for a while that are transitioning from college into the real world. And I remember that is a very scary situation to be in, a very scary transition because you have just spent since you were probably three or four all the way up to 22, 23 in school between preschool to elementary to middle school to high school and now college. You've constantly had the same the sameness about your life. It was education. And now if you're not going to grad school right after college, which a lot of people are not, you are suddenly thrust into a completely new paradigm, a completely new way to experience the world. So if you go into that transition knowing how you can be prepared, thinking about where you can look for jobs and what kinds of jobs you're looking for, if you can lean on family and friends, mostly emotionally, but sometimes a little bit financially, and trust yourself know that you've gotten a great education, that you can use your skills in ways that you never thought that you could use them. Trust yourself and you can navigate these transitions. So I want to say thank you for listening to my first podcast. I really, really appreciate you being here today. Um, I have one last story that I want to tell about transitions before we stop because this uh, this is the point when I knew in my life that transitions were going to be my thing. So I've told you all about all of these transitions with school. But after I graduated from college, I came home and a friend of mine set me up with a friend of hers. And right after college, I did not know what I wanted to do. I was one of those, you could call it failure to launch, but I wasn't completely failure to launch. Um, I'm a little sensitive about that still, I think. I'll get into that at another time. But I had, right after college, I had spent a summer as a nanny out of the country, and then I did an internship in a different state. And when I came, when I came back, I was really still excited about all these things that I had done. And I went on this date with this guy. I don't even remember his name. He did not make that great of an impression on me. But I was so excited to tell him about where I had lived and these experiences that I had had. And I was just so filled up with this excitement. And he looked at me with all seriousness and said, so what you're telling me is you're unstable. And I looked at him sideways and I thought, wow, we're not going to date again. But also, you have a completely different fr frame of mind about transition and change than I do. I see transition and change as something that is exciting and something that is fun and that's something that can add all of this richness to your life. And this guy thought that I was unstable. You know, to each his own. We did not end up dating. He is not the person that I married. My current spouse, my only spouse, uh, thinks that my unstableness is awesome and fun and really has been really supportive in all my transitions. So don't let anybody tell you that you're unstable. Transition is a natural part of life. Everyone has their own story of transition and change. And these are just a few of my stories. Again, I'm Leanne Finley Maxwell with Panther City Partners. Next week, please join us for more stories of change and transition Fort Worth style. Remember, the only constant is change, but you don't have to go it alone.